arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick with the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And I'm here this morning with Chinma Nebedum, who is um, an up-and-coming artist here in Kalamazoo. He uh, went to K-Central and also KVCC, but he has been all over the country um, doing his art. So, uh, Chinma we normally start the conversation with the question, what is your favorite morning beverage? <laughs> Man, you know what? You would have thought it would have changed as time went on, but it's still hot cocoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you wake up in the morning and that's what you want. Yeah. All right. That's yep. cool. All right. <laughs> so um, your art history is music. Yeah. Mostly. What, um, how'd you get your start? Man, what's crazy is that uh, since the age of four, I've always loved art. I've always loved mu music. Uh, my first love was film, but um, I always had an ear for music. So when I was about nine years old, my older brother, he had like a, he had like a online, he came across an online like DJ Chop uh, website. Mm -hmm. And I just started playing with it. Um, and from then on, I'm just like, man, I need more of this. Like, how do I, like, how do I, what does getting deeper in this side of music looks like? So, yeah, from there, I just kept on working. Okay. All right. Any other genres that you dipped your foot into on that? Man, so uh, growing up, <laughs> my family... I wasn't really allowed to listen to hip hop or rap or oh, okay. R&B. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in a Nigerian household, so a lot of the music I was listening to was mainly like African gospel. Mm -hmm. um, I listened to reggae, uh, and then I had a deep fascination with like electronic music, so a lot of like Daft Punk, and um, but like there's just this one singer. Um, I have her shirt right here. Aaliyah, she was the first, like, R&B singer mm -hmm. I ever, like, heard. Okay. And listening to her music really inspired me to get into music at the age of four. <laughs> so, right, right. So yeah. you have been doing it a long time. Um, you're a performer. You're an engineer and mm. a producer. Um, but you still are looking at a career in singing and playing. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about the 2020 debut album, the self-titled Chinma? Yeah. Uh, so it's crazy because really during that the pandemic, um, I was with a group of my friends, and a lot of my people that are, I'm around are usually very creative people, um, whether in music or film or anything else. Um, so everybody was just pushing me. During that time, I was also filming my first movie okay. called Consequences. So even during that pandemic, like the world stopped and I wanted to take advantage of this space of time. Hmm. So I really just put my head down and tried to, I didn't have like my own body of work with me on it. I've done like, 
producer tapes before mm -hmm. with me producing and engineering music, but I was never really on them. So this Chima album was more of a of a chance for people to hear me mm -hmm. and to see like who I am like a hundred percent. So yeah, I did that during the pandemic and I just just grinded it out and put it out. Okay, so what are, what are we gonna hear on that album? Man, so I had a little bit of everything. <laughs> now I'm I've kind of narrowed down my niche uh, as far as like Afrobeat and R&B, but I really did a little bit of everything. Okay. So literally, me kind of get to hear some of my bars in there. You get to hear me singing. You get to hear Afrobeats um, and everything, even production-wise, like. My, my production on my beats, because I produce all of my beats on that album, is you're going to hear a whole bunch of different sounds. So, yeah, I just really was fully just expressing myself. All right. And it was a say, it was a self-titled and a debut uh, album for yeah. you. Yeah. But you had worked on other, other albums yeah. before then. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, the first, my first body of work was... Uh, a project called Take One, mm -hmm. and it was a compilation tape of uh, like people that went to Western at that time, Western and KVCC. Mm -hmm. So literally, I just found um, the production partner I, I actually was working on this with. His name is Tremaine Edwards. Um, we were I was a part of a production team called Cardiac Films, and we did a lot of work with a lot of big name artists and big name people um, all over the country. And uh, he just had this idea of me making this tape with all these talented people from Western. And um, from there, like, we just, we just literally just, <laughs> just did it, you know. Okay. Um, it took about a year to mm -hmm. do, um, but it was really fun to, for me to be able to mix all these different styles of people mm -hmm. into one tape and... Um, it was just a very unique time, um, uh -huh. and I, I learned a lot do, during that. That actually even helped me make my first album, and uh, yeah. it's it's it was a good experience for sure. Sure, yeah, it sounds like it. You mentioned uh, when we had talked before that you know school had always been a challenge for yeah. you, but art was something that you could engage in, and that's what kind of kept you going. Yeah. Um, can you say a little bit more about that? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy is, um, growing up, I, I was, um, like now I read all the time, but mm -hmm. growing up, I, I, it was extremely hard for me to read. Okay. Um, I was behind everybody in, in all my years of class, like all my, um, elementary school years, middle school years, and even like up to my high school years, um, I really struggled, you know, learning. Mm -hmm. And um, if I don't think it was just that, you know, I was a dumb student or anything. Like, it just took me, it takes me time to learn things. Even mm -hmm. when it comes to music, like, I spent a lot of years, a lot of time um, learning how to, know how to engineer and how to make beats and how to yeah. it took years for me to do that okay and um wait with school it was just the pace of how 
the teachers, some of the teachers went about um, teaching certain mm -hmm. subjects. And, you know, they have a curriculum they got to abide by True. by a certain time. So it's like I understood that. But it's just like it was just always hard for me to to keep up. Um, but it wasn't until I was literally a junior in high school. I had I kind of like figured out a way to maneuver around like the time that it takes to learn a certain subject so yeah. sometimes i'd have to just put in an extra amount of time after school or once i get home um just read reread what we learned in class what we read in class and go over my notes a little bit more and like i just adjusted so um, but yeah, like school was always like an issue for me, mm -hmm. but, um, I just noticed art, like I was really, I caught on very quick with that. And do you um, take classes in art in high school? I did actually. Okay. I was, um, in the EFA class here in the Epic Center back when it was downstairs. Yeah. Um, that was one of the classes that I actually was very good at, um, one of my my teacher um one of my teachers his name was uh, Mr. Ludwig he would use my uh one of my projects as like a <laughs> as for an example of how um he was teaching one of the one of the projects he had the students do which was pretty cool oh that's cool but um yeah this was um the EFA was really really a life changing class for me mm -hmm. because i got to really use I got to show people who I really was as a student. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we will continue um, our conversation with Chinma Nebedum, uh, who's a local artist and um, local, kind of a hometown artist as well. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe after high school when we return. We'll be right back. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe, whether it's a live concert, a riveting piece of theater, or a beautiful ballet. Kalamazoo has everything you'd want in an arts and culture scene. In fact, arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. And they're still here serving artist organizations and connecting artists to our community. If you want to know what's happening in the local art scene, please visit the Arts Council's website, kalamazooarts.org, and click on the calendar to plan your next experience. That's kalamazooarts.org, and help amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. This message is proudly brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. And welcome back. I'm Kristen Chesick here with Creative Cafe, and I'm here with Chinma Nebedum, who is a local artist here in Kalamazoo. He's a hometown guy, went to K-Central and KVCC. Before the break, we talked a little bit about um, your journey through uh, your education. But let's talk about after, um, after school. Uh, I understand that you, uh, you've got some connections in Atlanta and also the West Coast, so maybe you can take us um, through your journey 
uh, after school. Yeah. So uh, what's crazy is that I never graduated college. Um, and it's it's a funny story because uh, once I, I got out of, like, the last stage of high school, it was like, okay, I'm starting to get in a, a groove of how I can get better grades. And then when I went to college, it's like starting at square one, like, boom. <laughs> Here's a whole nother different way of learning mm-hmm. that I have to readjust to again. And um, it was very difficult. <laughs> so um, as as the years went by, I believe I was in my second year of college, about to get my associates. And um, I was doing a test and my production partner came uh, called me and uh, he told me like hey um is there any way you could come to my house right now and i'm like nah i'm doing a test and he tells me the rap group the migos approved us to shoot an event in detroit but we had to leave right now oh dear so i'm like oh man so basically i go to my professor and i tell him like I got a family emergency. Is there any <laughs> way I can possibly like retake the test? And he told me like, if you leave now, there's no retakes um, and you're probably gonna fail the class. And if I failed that class, it was gonna really, I wouldn't have passed the semester. So it was like one of those choices where I had to make to where I was just like, man, I guess I'm, I'm just gonna leave. So I left and um, it was a huge gamble, man. Very huge gamble. In fact, (laughs) I used to actually like make fake passes to go to to, um, shows and uh, just try to get access to these artists. And um, now I have opportunity to where I didn't have to do that anymore. Sure. And um, I went to (laughs) I went to Detroit and I shot for the Migos and then we ended up having uh once again Tremaine he ran into one of the the uh, managers for the Migos and they approved of us to shoot for the next like five shows oh wow but we had to drive (laughs) so (laughs) okay so it was just another leap of faith um I started to I I went um I went to Chicago went to Denver went to St. Louis and um I met a lot of people met Young Thug met Lil Wayne met Lil Yachty, a lot of different artists, and it was really good to be exposed to those spaces. And um, from there, I just started uh, going to L.A., uh, went to Hollywood to meet and connect with a lot of other people. Um, Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, but uh, we got to connect with one of his people and his producers out there. And um, really... (laughs) I just use all the information uh, from that to translate that and build my own career. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, from there, I've just been trying to improve and uh, do as much as I possibly can. So uh, yeah. I hope that answered the question. Oh, no, it absolutely <laughs> did. So it, it sounds like in making those life choices, it, they were actually they were very good life choices for you because you were building on a career that didn't necessarily need some sort of formal foundation, a college foundation. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that, that, 
That makes a lot of sense. Um, you talked about shooting for folks and film, and and uh, in the first segment we talked a little bit about your debut album, but you would also you were also making a movie at that time. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit? Because um, that uh, those don't always go hand in hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what drew you to um, also wanting to have a career in film? Yeah. So <laughs> what's crazy is that, um, like I said, when I was four, film was my first love. Um, okay. Specifically, the movie Inspector Gadget. The <laughs> I remember watching that in the theaters, and the first scene is a car blowing up, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Oh my god, I I I need parts of this." So, <laughs> um, really, uh, as I was learning music, I was still at the same time learning the the whole art side of film and how how that's made. I always, um, whenever I got a DVD, I'd always go to the behind the scenes section and just watch behind the scenes every single time so um really from there uh i've i've been developing an eye learning how to use a camera making short films with my mom's camcorder and um fast forward to during the pandemic once again you know the whole world was on pause so i'm i'm just in my mind i'm like this will never happen again in my life. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to take advantage of, of this time that I got. And um, luckily I had ran into uh, my, my college friend, um, Eric, Eric Michael. And uh, he had a script that he wanted to have filmed, but he didn't have access to anyone that was skilled enough to film it. Okay. And here I am, skilled enough to film it, and I don't have the attention span to write a script. Mm-hmm. So it was just like perfect piecing together. Um, so once once he we uh, met up, we didn't have any inkling of how to shoot a film. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> literally, we just YouTubed our way through it. Okay. YouTubed our way through it and... Um, I got to, I shot the film, I co-directed it, I edited it, I engineered the film, and I scored the music for the film. Oh, so, all right. yeah, that took a year to do, but yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was rewarding. The film is called Consequences, yeah. and it's out on uh, Tubi right now. It's out on so, Tubi? Yeah. Okay. Great. Is that, that's the, that's the one movie that you have done? Have you have you done yeah. have you, on any other projects that we should be aware of? Yeah, so um, I also uh, went to Nigeria to shoot a Nollywood film. Uh-huh. So what's crazy is that <laughs> the culture difference is huge. Like the there's high production value here in the U.S. It's it's very very um, scheduled and preparation based. Mm-hmm. Um, in Nigeria is completely different it's like very fast paced and the production level isn't really as high but the fan base is crazy like there's a huge demand um for that type of film and that type of uh art um back in nigeria and not even just nigeria around the world and um i got to work on this film called tears of a merry woman and it's it was just a great experience. Um, had to learn scripts yeah. in five minutes, but it was you know 
it exposed me to just different cultures and how there's other people making art in different ways. So sure, sure. Yeah. So the name of the film is again is Tears of a Married Woman. Yep. Okay. And is that something that we can see here in the States? Yep. It's on it's on YouTube right now and I think we like reached a cumulative of like maybe around eighty thousand views oh, all right, right all now. Right. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it's it's there's a huge fan base mm-hmm. for uh that type of uh, movie, mm-hmm. and it's it was like I said, man. It was, it was such a blessing to do that and to work with my dad mm-hmm. and helping me um, bridge the gap between America and Nigeria. And yeah. it was just a beautiful experience for sure. That's very cool, very cool. And you're working on something called the Lit Program now. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? We got we have about a minute left. <laughs> for in sure. This morning. So basically. Um, what I'm trying to do is just take everything that I've learned and I that I've struggled through and had to fish for years, and I'm trying to give that back to the students. So I'm going to be going to Kalamazoo Central, Lloyd Norris, and Phoenix, talking with the kids, and um, I'm basically going to be picking one student out of each school, mm-hmm. and they'll be under my wing for 12 weeks, and I'll teach them everything that I've learned throughout um, my my path in, on this career. I'll be producing a song for them. I'll engineer the song. Mm-hmm. I'll show them how to distribute it. They'll own 100% of the song. I'll shoot a music video and do a photo shoot for them, and all they got to do is stay out of trouble. So, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Who else is working with you on that? Yes, uh, Destiny Price, the good people at FIRE have been really okay. helping me out with, with uh, organizing this project, and, man, they're really good people. That sounds that sounds like an amazing program and something that um, uh, seems kind of like you now that I get to know you a little <laughs> bit better, right? That idea of giving back almost yeah. immediately. Yeah. So that's very cool. Very yeah. cool. I've been talking this morning with um, Chinma Nebadam. He is a local artist here in Kalamazoo. Has had. Um, a very colorful career so far here in Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, West Coast, but back here to continue to do his artwork and also start giving back. Very nice to talk to you this morning. Man, likewise, likewise. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Since 1985, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has honored artists, organizations, and businesses in our community that have contributed greatly to the enrichment of our community. If you know of any artists, arts educators, arts administrators, volunteers, businesses, or organizations that need to be celebrated for their contributions to the arts, you're invited to nominate them for a Community Arts Award. Submissions are easy to make. Just go to their website, KalamazooArts.org. That's KalamazooArts.org. And find Community Arts Awards under the Program tab. Help the Arts Council recognize the rock stars in our community. Nominations are open until October 10th. And please remember to save the date. The ceremony will be held Tuesday, December 5th at 7 p.m. at the Gull Lake Center for the Fine Arts. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe. And until then, enjoy all that that creative expression has to offer. Now you know. That wit.